0: Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of McMinnville podcast. Founded in 2007, UUFM is a gathering place for people who embrace a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We are located in the heart of Oregon's Willamette Valley wine country. Please visit us on the web at macuuf.org, M-A-C-U-U-F dot org, And if you are ever in or near the McMinnville area, don't hesitate to stop by and visit us. UUFM gathers in love and service for justice and peace. This morning, we are celebrating flower communion. And as part of this, we tell the story of Norbert Chapek, who was a Unitarian minister. And because he died a difficult death, we we honor that his faith helped him uh, face tremendous hardship. And so I have left in his prayers and readings with the God language. So the reading is by Reverend Dr. Norbert Chapek, who is the originator of Flower Communion. In the name of Providence, which implants in the seed of the future of the tree and in the hearts of men and women, the longing for people living in love. In the name of the highest in whom we move and who makes the mother and father, the brother and sister, what they are. In the name of the sages and great religious leaders, who sacrifice their lives to hasten the coming of peace and justice. Let us renew resolution, sincerely to be real siblings, regardless of any kind of bar which estranges us from one another. In this holy resolution, may we be strengthened by knowing we are family that one spirit, the spirit of love, unites us, and may we endeavor for a more perfect and joyful life. As I mentioned before, I have only been here joyfully for 10 and a half months, so this is my first flower communion with you. So. I will tell the story of how Flower Communion began, and then we will have a time where we will share in the chat who we might wanna dedicate our flowers to today. So the Flower Communion or the Flower Ceremony, depending on how you want to name the time, the sacred time was created by Norbert Chapek, who founded the Unitarian Church in Prague, Czechoslovakia. He introduced flower communion in his church home in June of 1923, the last Sunday before church would recess for the summer. I imagine this was due to the agrarian reasons of people needing to be away tending farms during the summer. He wanted a symbolic ritual that would bind the people together during their time away and always. Because many members of the congregation had a history in their families of being persecuted by the Catholic faith, a traditional Christian communion service of bread and wine would be unacceptable to many in his congregation. Eventually, he decided that the fundamental beauty, the beauty of their land would be the central element of the service, flowers flowers from faithfully tended gardens, or volunteers in all their splendor growing up by the side of the road. And the whole congregation participated, children, teens, and adults alike. It was so successful that Reverend Chopek continued the tradition year after year. Now, Unitarian Universalists were introduced to this in the United States in 1940. And I have used uh, the work, uh, research work from uh, Reginald Zatoli of the Cambridge, Massachusetts Church for this sermon, because it was in that church that flower communion first happened here in the United States. Chapek's wife brought the tradition to the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She was also Czechoslovakian. She and Norbert met in New York City when he was in the United States earning his PhD. It was at his wife's urging that he left Baptist ministry and became a Unitarian. When Czapak returned to Czechoslovakia in 1921 and established the successful church in Prague, his wife, Maja, was ordained and this occurred in 1926 when there were few women ministers. And it was in Prague that the flower communion was introduced. People were asked to bring a flower of their choice either from their own garden or the field or the roadside. And when they arrived at the church, there was a large vase that had already been prepared It was was attended by children from the church. Each person placed their flower into the vase. And this symbolized the free will by which they joined others in the congregation. Once full, the vase stood as the symbol of a church united in fellowship. And while we cannot be together, we, the Fellowship of McMinnville, we are still together in person, not in person, but in spirit. And one of the things we've learned this year from COVID is to expand our vision of what togetherness means and to value connection wherever we can find it. While we can't place our flowers in one large vase, by gathering in the same moment, in the same room this morning. Our flowers are still gracing our time together and we know we are here in community. In Chapek's church, after the vase was filled, it was taken to the front of the church and it was placed on a table. Reverend Chapek then said a prayer. And the vase was taken back out to the foyer. After the service, as people left the church, they went to the vase and each took a flower from the vase that is different than the one they brought. One of the significances of the flower communion is that no two flowers are alike. So no two people are alike yet each has a contribution to make. Together, the different flowers form a beautiful bouquet. Our common bouquet this morning would not be the same without the unique addition of each individual flower. And thus it is in our church community. It would not be the same without every one of us. The service today is a statement of the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of McMinnville and also how we fit into our larger Unitarian Universalist heritage. For all of you that have heard this story before, you know that the Chapek's were eventually separated by World War II. Maja Chapek stayed in the United States, but Norbert was in Czechoslovakia. It was not until the war was over that Norbert Chapek's death in a Nazi concentration camp was discovered. It was Chapek's liberal message as a Unitarian that drew the attention of the Nazis. Because his ideas were about valuing all lives and seeing the worth and the unique contribution of every person. This was against the Nazi agenda. Court records from the Nazis show that at Chapek's trial, they judged him to be too dangerous for the Reich to allow him to live. He was sent to Dachau, a concentration camp, and he was killed there in 1941. He became one of those who he says in his own prayer, sacrificed their lives to hasten coming of peace and justice. So as we look at the bouquet of flowers here today, let us hear the hope and kindness in his words that he would use for the consecration of the flowers. We use this prayer to hold close the principles he held. So let us hear not only the blessing upon ourselves, but the comfort that he found in his faith, even in his last days. This is his prayer to consecrate the flowers. Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessing on these, these messengers of fellowship and love. May they remind us amid diversity of knowledge and gifts, to be one in desire and affection and devotion to thy holy will. May they also remind us of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of one another's talents discourage us or sully our relationships. May we realize that whatever we do, great or small, the effort of all of us are needed to do the work in this world. We're gonna take just a moment. So as you look at your flowers, Think of a person you would like to give them to. Think about how the blossom represents that person's unique gifts. Before Chopic died in Dachau, he wrote this prayer reflecting on his own life So he wrote it in the days before his death. It is worthwhile to live and fight courageously for sacred ideals. Oh, blow ye evil winds into my body's fire. My soul, you will never unravel. Even though disappointed a thousand times or fallen in the fight everything would worthless seem. I have lived amidst eternity. Be grateful, my soul. My life was worth living. He was pressed from all sides, but remained victorious in spirit, is welcomed into the choir of heroes. He who overcame the fetters, giving wing to the mind, is entering into the golden age of the victorious. While we have not survived a concentration camp, we have survived over a year of COVID. And I am so aware with the news from the CDC this week, we are about to enter into a phase where we can feel more joy, hopefully some relaxation. So let us experience that joy and and our physical selves, in our physical flowers today. We have been in spirit in the last year. We have been grateful in our souls. Let us go forth and do more. Blessed be.